Good evening and welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Backstage Pass. I am your host, Vince Edwards. I, you may know me from Sound Image Productions. We're on a tear here, guys. I tell you what, if you could only be here with us. Uh, I've got a couple closed roadie groups on Facebook, one called Death by Loadout, another called The Backstage Pass. To my right is my good, good friend and co-host, Kyle Thomas. Hi, Kyle. <laughs> How you doing, brother? So I've had some problems. I know. The Sometimes I get in a little role. You know this now. You know this. Well, we just did this thing with another friend, and I mispronounced his last name. I, we won't mention his name. But you know I love you, baby. That was colorful. <laughs> we just had my, my guest reminded me of a great, great punk band called Fear. And I love this band. I grew up with this band. And so we threw it on the, the house system, and we were rocking out. And I am like, I'm... Fucking, I'm high as a kite on punk rock right now. I'm so happy. We threw on some bad brains right at the end. Just so sweet. I'm it's, glad it's, it's like one thing we got, we got in common is love for punk rock. Is that so. the only thing we got in common? Sometimes. No, so we I'm both like big speakers and amplifiers. I mean, right? It's true. We got yeah, a really cool gift that came with like fucking in. microphones and shit. Same we got more in common, you think. Same with the gift that came in today. We're both looking at it just like, oh, fuck. We well, I didn't know if you want me to put it on blast. Winston already put you up on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen that. I know. Yeah, Thanks, you Winston. need to spank this fucking guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> out there, dude. It's all right. We may have had <laughs> gamble number six dropped off by a lovely fellow, and we might be doing something in the future with it again a well-known digital console competitor so yeah um, so, we'll say that much but we got this amazing the history of rock and roll is in the building today i tell you what i'll tell you another thing dude you, you got a gift mr <laughs> you got a gift from a lovely friend called dirk schubert mr Ooh. schubert give us what he gave I us i think i think what he did was i fucking love this guy to support to support george's lovely daughter grace Yes. He bought a metric shit ton of cookies to give to us. Is he going to come at it any other way but big? I mean, <laughs> I got dog biscuits. We got Girl do. Scout cookies. We got <laughs> Thin Mints. This is for the crew? Is Dirk, Dirk I mean, bought this for the crew? He bought it for us, really. No, but, it's very so. Dirk, thank you, my brother. We we miss you, and we we're, hope you're feeling well. You know, he's on the men from a recent operation. I think he's doing much better now. Awesome. And we badly want you on the show. I, I don't... Whatever it takes to get you here, buddy. You know, uh, magic carpets, hookers. I don't care. I will do it. Uh, so you just let me know, sir, because we want you on this show. Anyways, thank you for the lovely gift. It's a sweet, sweet. Yeah, that was super nice. Thank and, you. And talk about serious legend in the game. I mean, seriously, dude. Like fucking big brain. Bernie could go toe to toe with this guy. It'd be like a thing. I'd love to have these guys on the show. But we get Jim and and, and Dirk on the show. Oh my God, Jim Gamble and Dirk. You oh, I'd love to hear some stories, man. Awesome. Oh my God. This is just you know you can have a dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can have a dream and you just hope things come true. <laughs> Today we had some interesting guests. First of all, the lovely Steve Orgain from Chef's Touch came in and brought some. I had this wonderful sandwich. Do you, you know about this? There was some sandwich. I did. I did. Steve, all right. Steve so Orgain. in my defense, let me <laughs> yeah. explain this story, you story before tell the you bastardize me. What? What happened? So I get, I get, I'm in middle of work mode, you know, uh -huh. setting, setting this beautiful new gamble. Well, new, new gamble up new right 50 year old gamble. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh. In the middle of it, my sandwich gets handed out, you know? Fucking two hours later, I see Vinny's sandwich in his box, and I fucking steal it, right? Rightfully so. Anybody else would do this to Vinny. <laughs> I left them half a the sandwich. A fucking death wish they would do that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, lo and behold, you did that to me. lo and behold, it's not really Vinny's sandwich. <laughs> no, so. no, it was mine. It was awesome. Was it? I may may have ate my guest's our guest sandwich. <laughs> you ate the guest's <laughs> sandwich and his 
his homemade Steve Orgain. <laughs> I didn't even like lemon bars until I had a Steve Orgain lemon bar. Oh my God. Let me tell you, so I appreciated that lemon bar. <laughs> Not intentionally. Killer. So. Yeah, and Steve and his wife and his team over there. Oh my God. Chef's Touch, man. You want good good eats and putting on a big show? Call Steve at, at Chef's Touch and his people. They, they murder it. Seriously. I can't say that enough. And he ripped off my, my sandwich, Steve, so I got screwed. But it's okay. It's I got okay. the other half 11. for you. I made him go get the mind. pizza for the guest because, you know, he's a little fucking pisher. All right. All right. <laughs> Moving on. We had we had a, an amazing visit today. There's this. We do some works with the, with the Jewish community. We love these people. And... Sure do. And they reached out to us, the the amazing rabbi. He's a 75-year-old man. This guy's the rabbi to the stars. I mean, I, the list, it's ridiculous. I think he, he was Bill Graham's rabbi. Yeah, right? he was Bill Graham's rabbi. He's, he's, legendary he's, like, on he's a badass. He's a badass. He he rides around on this this old-time motorcycle with a, with a sidecar, as he calls it, his mitzvah bike. And he's like 75, and he's just an outreach dude. He's, he's incredible. Uh, his name is Yusuf Langer, uh, Rabbi Yusuf Langer, sweetest guy in here. We're going to do a thing with him coming up and a really a special thing to help celebrate his birthday. Maybe get Pharrell and some other artists involved that he's that he's fond of. It looks pretty cool. We'll talk about yeah, it a little bit. Yeah, he came bit. with Brian Webster. I want to say that to you. Brian gave us these cool cards. Mike, remember that thing I was showing you? He's made these backstage pass cards local. Uh, you can't see it. Mike, you might throw it up if he's got it. All access. And it's local crew, and it's got the world on it. <laughs> That's the crew. You're the local crew for the world. It's, there's a little sentiment on the back. It's very clever and very sweet. It was nice to have him in the building. And uh, we appreciate him, and we're going to be doing some work with him in the near future. How's the rest of your life treating you? Not too bad, dude. You know, still going through this COVID thing. I think it's really starting to add up the time of, like, fuck, man. We're, we're getting into it. Things are starting to pick up pace. And it's right on that edge of things starting to work together. And it's been an interesting mixture. So I'm glad we've picked up some projects to stay busy in the meantime. And I'm looking forward to the future. Well, the future is bright. You're much in it. You're much included. We have uh, plans, and I think this shop's going to fire back up here in a minute. I need you out front. Seriously, I really do. You and Mikey and a couple of the others, but really, you guys straight up. We're going to get to some stuff. There's some small stuff coming on. There's some internal shit. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, me and the old man are talking about it. Dirk is saying, uh, you're welcome to us. We love you, Dirk. Uh, Johnny Schumacher's really? checking in. My beautiful, incredible woman, Jackie at Slow Fiber. I love that girl. Pat O'Doul. Pat, I'm really getting a kick out of this lighter. I'm not kidding, man. I dig the shit out of this lighter. I didn't, at first, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, but I needed one less thing to make me the have narcissism, a dude. Yeah. You just fed right into it was, that. It's a, it's a great gift. I really appreciate it. And Scott Chaney, how you doing, buddy? Go fuck it's, yourself. It's no, Scott. I'm just kidding, Scott. I, <laughs> I just wanted to throw in a little, like, <laughs> Scott, we got mad love for you, brother. That was playful, and I'm just kidding. Um, He's thank just you for fired up. Tonight. It was the, it I'm was fired all up, the fear. man. Blame it on Lee Ving and fear. That's Lee what Filoni, happened. Lee dude. He hears yeah. that and just goes yeah, nuts around the show. I had to read you my hair. I was like air drumming and my hair was like, <laughs> and then get up like five minutes for you. It's not a joke. And we are lucky enough this evening. I've got a dear, dear friend in the building. Actually, two. It, it's, Winston Dama's over here. Murdering like normal. You've seen Winston on our show. He's a badass, legendary mix engineer. And the great, the amazing drum god and SIR disciple, uh, Polly Montero's in the house with his beautiful little dog, Norm. We got him out here and kicking it with us. And so we, we got a big show. Let's get right to it, yeah? Sounds good, Oh, really. man, so good to have you. It's great to see you, man. You Fucking too. bright-eyed and all that, you son of a bitch. All right, let's do <laughs> Your this. Your beard's looking exceptionally <laughs> straight today. See what? That's, yeah, that's sweat. Like <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. Yeah, yeah. I was air drumming. Got me there, man. Fucking <laughs> then I topped it off with some bad brains. I was gone at that point. <laughs> Tonight on the show, excuse me. 
Tonight on the show, we really got a special guest with us, a dear, dear man, a sweetheart of a guy, fun as hell to work with, been around, mixed it up. The only thing I got against him maybe is the Canadian thing, but he can't help it. So we're going to just move through that as quick as we can. You see what just happened? <laughs> oh, no. We just had full meltdown. I'm not here. I'm not here. Don't worry. This is this what I do for a living, right, guys? It's a complete failure. Yeah, right. No, no. no worries. Right here. Uh, the mic is gone, though. Oh, wow. Nobody home. Legendary. This, happens, this isn't what it looks like. Don't it's worry. A bit, it's a little bit what it Making looks like. me feel it's real awkward, bit. bud. Not, not, I got some not, pens. Not, I'm in your pocket. That's my... All right. Well, I lost it. <laughs> Deeper. 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 Uh, the fuck knows. Open your this shirt up. right now. I am having so much fun with it. Where did All you right. do with this I, thing? This is what happens when I don't mic you up. I know. You should never. I, we've talked about it's this. In your, it's don't in let your. It's in your. Look at they you. They know the rules here, guys. The Useless. Are, don't let me involved with the technology. It's pretty I'm much. Strictly man dealing with the, you know, the human aspect of the job. All right. We good? We back? <laughs> Beautiful, baby. Live TV people, thank you for bearing with us. I think that was a lot of fun, personally. <laughs> I'm super cool with it. All right. Let's get back into it. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good to see you. Great. No one got uh, to see my angle of you birthing a pack out of the <laughs> rear of you, so thank you for that. Dude. All right, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm, I'm running late here. <laughs> All right. He moved here from Canada. He came to the U.S. in 1984. Uh, let's see, he started working for AKG Acoustic Systems, became a project manager there, worked on the reissue of the great, what was that, the C12? Ah, uh, yeah, C the C12. Yeah, classic. Classic, classic. Moved on to some tech support, turbo sound, all over. Uh, ended up at Gerbil at JBL. He helped bring Vertec to the market, to the touring market. Uh, he's lived, uh, he's now working with an amazing international company called Alcons. He is their North American representative. I absolutely adore this fucking guy. <laughs> People, welcome Dave Ron to the show. Just, Thank Mr. You. Dave Ron, how are you, sir? I am good, man. Thank you so much for inviting me up. It's good to be back up in the uh, the neighborhood. It is really good to see you. It's been a minute. And yeah. what, uh, let me real quickly before we get to the hard hitting questions. Yeah, yeah. I got the hard hitting questions. Right there better be. What the fuck every time we try to talk on the phone, bro? What? Every time I try to talk to you on the phone. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I live out in the, the, the Netherlands. Yeah, yeah. You're... To steal a phrase from the company I work for, we're from the Netherlands, but I live up in the Santa Cruz Mountains, so cell service is a little dodgy sometimes, so you got to use the back door line and, you know, you'll, you'll catch me. Yeah, you know, I get the trade-off. It yeah. is absolutely beautiful up there. Yeah. All right. How have you been doing? Good, man. You know, it's the, uh, the all things considered, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's... It's a rough time for sure, but uh, I'm doing great personally and professionally. You know, professionally things are tough, but uh, we're doing well. We're diverse enough that everything is uh, solid for us. So I was going to jump into how you get in the business. We'll get yeah. there. But I want to ask you about something super special. Now, I know you're a tough guy. <laughs> I know you're a badass. Not seriously. But you, at what are you? We're 50-year-old men. Yeah. You went and took the deep dive and got married. I <laughs> did, man. You crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> Tell me about it. She must be magnificent. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, I uh, found this lady in my little town of Felton. Yes, sir. Up in the Redwoods. We were both hanging out at the local, uh, local watering hole one night, and it was just kismet, man. It was, uh, it was just uh, incredible. You know, you'd... You go through life. I was married once for quite some time and then another relationship. And then I ended up getting into my own home and 
getting real comfortable with being alone, and that's always when it happens, right? You're real comfy. Yeah. Everything's going great. Yeah. You think, oh, this is cool. I can do this. And then all of a sudden you fall in love and uh, everything changes. But uh, <laughs> so much so for the better. It's a really wonderful thing. You, know, you really can lucky. see it all over your face, Dave. I yeah, know yeah. you a, long, a minute now. And yeah, she makes me smile a lot. I'm really happy for you, David. Thank Seriously, you, that is such a... Fuck, I'm really happy yeah. for you. You know I'm a little cynical on these types of things. I have mad, I have crazy love in my life, but one of the great things when, the, when we got together was we were like, yeah, no more marriage. I just want right. to do the love part <laughs> through the sure. marriage. But we're scared of it, and we got bit by it. But you, if anybody, you're such a sweet, and, and I know you did well, so congratulations yeah. to you and your lovely wife. It's a wonderful Thank thing. Thank you so much, man. My brother, that. how did you get into this business? You've been you doing know, this over 30 years. Right, yeah, the time just flies by. It's it's really incredible how quickly things have moved by, and I think a great deal of that has to do with doing something you love, yeah. you know? I got into it early on um, because I was a musician, you know? I wanted to be a rock and roll drummer and uh, got my first kit and started playing and then got into a little band, and I found myself getting closer and closer to the technical side of production you know with with just the band in the in sure. the in the rental unit you know down at the u-haul storage place That's making right. all that noise right and um god early on i got a job with akg acoustics here in the bay area they were actually in san leandro yeah right down the road and the u.s division had at that time uh brought on and bought dbx mm -hmm. orban and then they brought in turbo and bss and i got in there at the right time i think i was about 20 years old and the bass player in my band said, hey, there's an opening at AKG for the parts guy. Thinking, well, great, you know, I'll, I'll work at a cool place. There's musicians, there's, you know, all this technology. That's right. Jump right in. And before that, I had been doing sales. You know, I worked at Fry's Electronics, big Bay Area electronics outfit. That's right. Got into the hi-fi side and good sounding speakers. And, um, and even when I was growing up, my parents were big into audio. You know, they had the really killer Philips turntable. They had the... Morant's system and oh, sure. really nice. Actually, they had speakers. I think they were like a Heil Air Motion Transformer, really high end, oh, you know, shit. late 70s hi fi right, system. Right. So I was kind of spoiled with what I was listening to. Yeah. So but, you came know, from a very good home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, only child, but, uh, you know, a really interesting family, too. Dad was the hardworking guy. Mom was the, you know, the student forever. And she got her PhD in neuroscience and was a wow. real smart lady and uh, learned a lot from them. And, you know, Got to really uh, give them a nod because they've, you know, they've been a real huge positive influence in my life, no matter what direction I wanted to take. And so, yeah, had a good foundation. And AKG was a wonderful place to start. A lot of amazing people in that camp here in the Bay Area. So a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I know that you did some artist development. Um for on the drumming side right Talk yeah. to me about that uh, i know tommy lee was one of the first guys you went after yeah Talk yeah with akg you know after a few years um i worked my way up just worked really hard and i knew that you know surround yourself with good people learn from the people around you That's and right. it really took that to heart worked with guys like joey wolpert who was the product manager at the time brilliant guy and an engineer in the studio dave angris all these other people um but after a couple of years, they moved me up into a product manager position, and they were introducing a new line of mics for performance stuff. Because AKG had always been more studio-oriented, right? Right. So they brought out the little AKG 408, looked like a little egg, and the D112 yeah. kick drum mic. Everyone's yeah, got them. You've got them here, I'm yeah, sure. And they wanted to get this out there. And here in the U.S., you know, we went about to get some endorsees. And so I was part of that uh, camp that 
sought out the endorsees and got to work with some of these guys. And uh, Tommy Lee was one of the guys that we got on. And uh, Dave Weckl, amazing drummer, drummed yeah. with Chick Corea, who just yeah. recently passed. Sadly, yeah. yeah, sadly. Got to uh, spend time at both of their homes, Matt Sorum from uh, G&R and... Uh, is that uh, during the cult. The, that's when you came up? When did you interact with Matt Sorum? When he so, was at GNR? Yeah, it was right at the very beginning because I was actually also doing some stuff with the GNR camp and they were still rehearsing at the complex, I think is what it was called. It was a facility in LA. Right. But it was right at the time when the band was really splitting up and being divisive. So the first half yeah. of the day, you'd have. You know, Slash and the band in there rehearsing, and then Axel would show up, and That's then it right. got just you know got yeah. dodgy, a little sketchy. But uh, Matt Matt Sorum was part of that camp, and what a really nice guy, you know, really yeah. sweet guy. Absolutely. Got to go up to his house in the Hollywood Hills, you know, when we signed the deal, and he signed a bunch of drum heads for you know employees and friends and all that good stuff, and welcomed us into his house, and he had you know the classic rock star house, and I think actually Duff or one of the other guys owned it and was renting it to him for some god-awful amount but you walk in and there's like suits of armor and <laughs> gold albums and you know it's just yeah, gorgeous yeah. but really sweet guy humble down to earth and uh was a was a pleasure to work with so yeah, yeah the artist endorsement stuff was fun a lot of fun you got to spend time with studio engineers as well it wasn't just the drummers but doing time in studios like ocean way with oh, Al, uh, you know uh alan sides and uh just, you know, Legendary. learning, learning from these people and being in this environment where they're all so passionate about creating and being a part of this whole process. And I was just soaking it up. It was, those were good times, you know? Well, good yeah, times. that comes to the, the issue with mentors. I know mentors have been important to oh, you. Huge. I know you spent time with folks like T Toby Francis, Jake Mann. Talk to us about that. Yeah. That's uh, ZZ Top Days, I guess. Yeah, 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 that was, I have to think about it, but I'm pretty sure that was the first time anyone said, hey, you want to come on the bus, sure. right? Because I had always worked for manufacturers, but I always wanted to get out and meet people and work in the field and see what, you know, how this stuff is used. And early on, it was the studio stuff. And I thought that was a great foundation for learning how to listen and how people mix. And I worked with Peter Wolf, the wow. uh, producer, not the Jay Giles not guitarist, Jay Giles but the producer. And he wrote a ton of songs like We Built This City and he's, stuff that nobody knows, right? He, they don't know that it's him, but he was, he's a big deal. He yeah. was a big uh, part of the C12 reissue study that we tested all these mics around the world and all that good stuff. But uh, mentors in the, in the live sound world, you know, it's guys like Scoville who I met early on when I started working for AKG and we were dealing with the BSS systems, oh, the yeah, old yeah. Brooks Iron systems. And I remember I, I, my first chance to meet him was I delivered his very curve remote control system to the Oakland Coliseum. I'm pretty sure it was Oakland. It might have been San Jose when they built the new arena like 25 years ago. Sure. And um, got... Got in there, ahead of the show, you know, you get in, yeah. walk in, deliver this piece with him, and he, he was just such a really nice guy, no ego, all about helping me learn, you know, answering questions, let me walk around the arena with him while he's tuning this PA. Yeah. And then he sets me up with, you know, the, the pass, and uh, he gets me the seats in, like, the penalty box. And I'm a big hockey guy, so I'm, you know, yeah, you're I'm in the first row yeah. above everybody's head, so <clears throat> I can see real well. And he actually got me a set of Neil Peart sticks. And Neil Peart was on Modern Drummer that month. He got that autographed for me. Yeah. 
So, you know. That's very, very sweet. Very that's, special place that in my heart, of course. That is not an easy thing to get me. to, is Neil his and his And And you're right. Robert Scoville is one of the, one of the coolest guys in the game. He's yeah. a dear Holy friend crap. of the you show. You just said yeah, his name I'm right. I'm fucking being nice right now. Hi, Charlie. Uh, I'm being nice right now. I love Robert. I think yeah. he's a wonderful human being, and um, and what a great break, you know. Yeah. And to get a and he still had the long curly hair back yeah, then too, I was gonna, right? I love, see, I, it's like we've, I think mine was pretty long and mullety back then too. So I, I was going to ask you, was this long hair Robert or is this current Robert? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it was still long hair at that point. Yeah. He's still pulling it off. I mean, yeah. you know, he just kind of I think he thought it did, didn't fit it suit his right. age at this point. But I got to throw another name out there, Buford Jones. Oh, Buford Jones. You know, I met him early on when I was with AKG because he was using the 535 mic on Faith Hill. Right. And this is, you know, after all of his big rock and roll touring days and he was in Nashville and he started to get to handpick what he was doing and he, mm -hmm. he was mixing from the bus here and there once in a while. And, yep. um, but what a sweetheart. Another one of those guys that you just can't help but love. Living legend. Yeah, he's at Belmont College teaching brilliant a, a master class, class. Did you notice? He's, he went to, he's at Belmont College teaching a master class yes. in mixing. Yes. And oh my God, what I'd give to take that course. I know, I mean, right? We know, were I'd, talking to him about coming out and doing some stuff with them from the manufacturer side. You know, oh yeah, We'd I'm like sure. to get involved with the educational stuff. We do a lot of stuff with no, oh, I'm sure Schools he, would, things, he so. would receive you with, with uh, you know, he's such a, he's that yeah. southern part of him, you know. He's, yeah, he's southern this, gentleman, yeah. Yeah, he's just a, what And a he has the stories, oh my God. David, I just st stuck on David Bowie with him, or, or you know, uh, Pink Floyd. Yeah, just yeah. stood there with him for <laughs> a yeah. whole show telling me, you know, stories about the early, early David Bowie stuff when he still yeah. had that high range, you know. Oh God, and, yeah. And, and, you know, and Buford's trying to EQ <laughs> to kind of get on top of that. Yeah, the way they pulled off shows back in those days, oh, you know, consoles were brand new yeah. and, and that's another cool thing you know when I started in this industry you know late 80s early 90s it was at a point where you know tape still existed that's right you know and I got to work in some studios with guys with two-inch tape with the Studers and the Sony MCIs and mm -hmm. you know what a what a wonderful place to to really learn and, and hang right. out and just enjoy you know music being made right yeah and then we went through this big transition of the analog to the digital and then early CD and, you know, all the new digital formats. And uh, I think it adds a lot to anyone's experience in the audio industry to have gone through that shift. I couldn't agree you with know? you more. You know, Dave Grohl just, uh, it wasn't just, he's got a new album out, but uh, his last album, Wasting Light Heat, they, they went into the garage, literally in the garage, two-inch tape, you know, right. and you can hear it. You can hear well, the tape in the recording. He had to use that desk, right? Oh, Did he course. use the desk yeah. from uh, yeah, the, Sound the, the, City? The desk, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. And it just, but it, it's, there's something immediate about it. It's just, yeah. a, it's a really full, big, warm sound. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. And I, and I absolutely love it. And right, it starts out with a kind of a little guitar thing, and then you can hear the tape. And oh, then, yeah. And then the, the goes into stereo, and the second guitar breaks in, and then right. it kind of dissolves away. But, man, it's Yeah, it's I got to throw Dirk's name out there, too, oh, as please. one of those yes. guys that when I first moved to Southern California, um, I was the rep for JBL with the big independent rep firm down there. And That's right. After a couple of years, I was heading up kind of the, the touring and production markets and uh, the high-end install markets. So I was dealing with Vegas, but I was dealing with all the big production companies. Sound Image, Dave Shadone, and I became really good friends through that time. Yep. Met Dave Ratt and got to hang out with him You're a jumping lot. all around. These are all in the questions here. What but the hell are you doing, Dave? Schubert <laughs> taught me a lot about analog 
and digital and circuit design. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant guy. He I could go off on is probably him. one of the most brilliant. I'm, I know he may be watching right now. I'm not trying to kiss his ass. I do love the guy, but but he really is one yeah. of the most brilliant minds of Super our business. Smart. And yeah. he's still sharp and badass. He's in the mix on my pages, on my little roadie pages, and nice. he gets in there and schools some folks up. And <laughs> it's it's really cool. nice to see. I always get a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's, he's just brilliant. Yeah. Uh, talk to me about Brian Olson over there at Firehouse Sound. Right. Yeah, I yeah, mean, come Brian. on, you can't ignore Firehouse, you know. Yeah, another one of those guys that I met early on, like when Firehouse was still doing just stage monitors, right? Yeah. He was mixing Peter Gabriel and uh, The Cure, I think. And he was always the monitor guy for those bands, but they That's made it. sure he was on, and he custom-made his wedges. And the, the, the reason I met him was he was buying these triangular horns that we had in the turbo sound line and sticking TAD drivers on them and building his own little wedge packages for those guys. And I remember meeting him at, I think, the Oakland Coliseum as well and just getting to hang out during the day for the load-in and just, you know, just looking over his shoulder and learning. And Peter Gabriel walks up, and I'm like you know, this close to him, and he's one of my idols for sure. And, sure. Uh, you know, I just realized early on, this is all within the first five or six years of AKG. I, I yeah. knew this was my business. This is my industry. I love these people. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it all comes back to you go and do all this stuff ahead of the show, and then you load out. But the people at the show and the, the reaction that you get and just the community thing that, that exists when we're all sharing those experiences, just so powerful. Pretty you know? special. So for yeah. me, you know, I knew early on I was not a very good drummer. I like to play, <laughs> but I'm not going to be a rock star. So I figured, well, maybe I can do something on this side of the console or be involved somehow. And so I'm, you know, very fortunate and blessed to be in a position to, to get involved in a lot of this stuff. Oh, and absolutely. Uh, Peter Gabriel, one of the, as an aside, as an artist, one of the rare guys that actually understands the technology, too. He's really, right. you know, extraordinarily sharp. Yeah, he got involved sharp. in Neve or something. Yeah. For, or no, SSL. SSL. Right. Yeah, and, and just uh, an incredible brain on that guy. Yeah, And yeah, an incredible brain. talent. Sweet, sweet guy. Yeah. Um, uh, you mentioned Dave Rad a minute ago. Yeah. You know, Dave Rad is a legend in his own yeah. right. You know, some of those subs he comes up with are pretty, yeah, yeah. pretty insane. Talk to us about your interaction with Dave Rad and Dave Rad, yeah. So when I was in Southern California and we were <clears throat> working on Vertec, you know, the earliest stages before it was released, it was, uh, and it's pretty common knowledge, it was a, a big partnership between the ATK guys yeah. and the JBL Custom Shop. At the time, they had this custom group, and that was kind of, you know, the impetus to let's get started in line arrays and, and the ATK guys were friendly. Michael McDonald had a relationship with those guys back to the SDSU days. But um, as we brought out Vertec and we started to launch it, you know, I was getting to know all these cats in the touring industry, the Dirks and Dave Ratz and Dave Shadones and all these folks and went and did a demo for, for Dave Ratt and we started to hang out a bit and just got to know him. And uh, then I moved on to Renkis Hines after the rep thing yeah, and stayed in connection with him. And uh, we almost got to a point where we did some work with him with the micro wedges when the initial license with, I think, Radian expired. I was trying to pull him into our camp, yeah, but EAW course. ended up catching him. And, uh. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, it was, it was just a great experience, you know. And to see these guys when their companies are at this point and then, you know, 20 years later and we're all kind of growing up rapidly in this business right. and see what he's been able to do and achieve – it's really, it's really amazing. Uh, might Another one of the bad scientists in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's with character kind of and personality. Absolutely. I did a Coachella with him one year with, uh, with Rankus, and it was a blast. They had us, um, we had our own little camper in the fenced off area for all the artists. Sure. 
and we set up a projector screen. And at the end of the day, we would be out there just having drinks and whatever. And we watched movies with our own little PA and we played Spinal Tap and all this goofy stuff. So people would come over and hang out and it was just a great time. So it was uh, my, I think, well, I might've been to Coachella once other than that, but it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he and makes... a great team on that festival, man. What a beast of a festival. You know, hats off to him. Wow. It's a, it's a yeah. rough show. It's an, a rough environment. It's never, weather is never pleasant. You got wind issues. You got all kinds of challenges oh, yeah. and they make it happen. They're yeah. in Golden Voice to their credit. Yeah. Get it done. And we come in after him on the stagecoach thing, you know, the right, next week right, with the yep. country thing and yep. knock that thing out. But, yeah, it's uh, it's an impressive uh, to see him bring his his carnival to town and get it done. And, yeah. And he's, uh, he's a badass. I, another one I'd like to have on the show. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to have him on this show. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> I uh, believe that. We're going to leave right? that lie. But, <laughs> <laughs> again, a man can dream, you know. Well, um, you know, nobody's working right now, so. I don't think that's the issue, bro. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Friendly competition. Friendly competition, exactly. Um, early days working with uh, our Godfather, the Lord, our Savior. I mean that, uh, the great Dave Shadone. I mean, talk a, to us about that. Dave Shadone is a badass in the game. He is my boss. Talk to me about your yeah, early days Dave. with Dave. I, I really do. I love Dave. I love him as a friend and uh, as a businessman. Brilliant. He's, Brilliant. he's done great, and I'm really happy for him and uh, and what he's achieved down there. You know, the early days for me, um, he's one of those guys that I learned a lot from about business, you know, just yeah. the way he handled himself and the company and the way he treated people, um, you know, demanding, but at the same time, you know, just a guy that you could count on and that uh, would go to bat for you. Um, but uh, you you know, in those early days, side. building the Vertec enclosures and they were involved and yeah. there was a lot of co-development going on with that group and they were like the top of the heap, the racing team. You know, and they were in my territory, so I got to go down there every month. And I stayed at the White House, you know, um, the, West, yeah, the Western yeah. White House. The Western White House. I spent a lot of time with Jason and him and the whole family, right? Like, they did these amazing Thanksgiving trips out to the desert with all the RVs and, yeah. you know, and the toys. And I did one of those years Legendary with those guys. Legendary shit you're talking about Good right times, there. you know, really good times. And I'm uh, happy to have Dave as a very close friend. Don't talk to him enough, but... Uh, have to change that. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's busy going back and forth between busy. the work and, you know, keeping care of his mom out in the Ohio. middle of the Ohio. Yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. He's There's that a guy, lot going on. You know? Time passes so quickly, too. It's so weird you blink, We seem right? to be in a vacuum right now. But the yeah. one thing I will say about this whole COVID thing is that it does give you kind of pause, right? You, yeah. You sit and you think and you look back on people that have made an impression and you reach out once in a while and you sure. have time for those conversations now. So I've been trying to do that and get caught up and, yeah. and you know, it... I think it also places more emphasis on the relationships and what we're doing, right? Because we, we miss it and we miss these people. Yes, sir. And um, we're going to be real happy to get out and do it again. There's going to be a lot of hugs and things going on in the production world. I couldn't agree with you more. I want to say, we'll stop real quick and say, hey, guys, reach out. What, what my dear friend Dave just said is absolutely correct. You know, we got a lot of close relationships. Some of us are handling this better than others. If there's somebody that you dug and you were hanging out with on the road and you haven't talked to them in a minute, reach out. They might need a phone call. Just consider Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. uh, again, we're not all handling this exactly the same. Yeah. And some of us uh, need to check in. The, the check in is really yeah. helpful. And so, and I, I try to do that myself. And I, I would request that you do the same, please. And uh, talk to us about early days Vertec. You know, Vertec came out like, right. like freaking gangbusters. So you were working JVL. Yeah, yeah. You brought that to the touring well, market. At the time, I was the rep in Southern California, but I was the guy in the rep firm that had all the big touring accounts. 
And JBL had just gone through a bunch of big transitions, right, in leadership. And there was different things going on. I think they brought in Dave Shearman and Ramon, uh, a bunch of folks in that area. And they knew they needed to get into the line rank because VDOS was, was taken off, you know. Um, and I had gone out and listened to the VDOSC stuff and thought it was amazing and what Jeffrey was doing with the L Acoustics guys and Pierre from... We're talking Jeffrey from, Cox? Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Cox. And yeah. then Pierre from Electrotech, mm -hmm. you know, was one of the early guys using right. that system. And What do you think about the Focal mid-range drivers they were using? Um, you know, it's, it was a car audio driver from what I recall. You can be honest on the show. Well, I, you know, I... I can't really look at it as, as an individual component, per se. I, I can look at the whole system and say, did I like it that night? Yeah. yeah. You know, there are times when you go out and you know the PA is great and it doesn't do what you think it's supposed to do. And, sure. you know, Sometimes. things happen. But I, I don't know. I, I'm not much on the, uh, the old Focal drivers. I don't have the history of it. But, just see what they're you know, doing with at the that little time, there was, there was nothing else out there like it, right? Yeah. JBL had just finished the HLA, which was the horn-loaded array thing. And yeah. You know, that was kind of what they had to offer. Um, but Vertec came, and it turned around in a year. I think we, from the start of the conversations with the, the team that was going to develop it to the first deployment, which was the Democratic Convention that ATK did every year at Staples that year, or it might have still been the forum. It was one year, and they brought out the first Vertec rig. And, um, yeah, it took off like gangbusters because it was a wide-open market. That's you know? right. And I think people had finally started to realize this wasn't just a PA for, you know, fine dining for the ears. Because I think Metallica and some other bands, you know, finally started using these big line arrays. And it was like, wow, what can we do with this? You yeah. know, there's so much we can do in these big spaces. And, um, but uh, it was just a really fun time, you know, to be involved in that level of system deployment get out there and see these things come together you were kind of a hot property for a minute i mean that was yeah, like you said was. Vertec kind of yeah <sighs> i mean it, yeah it yeah. was it took yeah. off and you know and initially i'd say it was pretty inconsistent in its deployment but what isn't in its first few yeah you know runs around the track right yeah. but um just the concept the line array platform the form factor the truck packs you know all those good things that came along with it yeah um, certainly was uh, kind of a game changer for our industry. I would say game changer is the right word. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Let's move on to your, you know, you right now. And for as long as I can remember, God, it's got to be 10 years at least. It's coming up, yeah. Is it coming up 10? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alcon's Audio. Yeah, Help Alcon's bring them Audio. to America. Now, this is, uh, they're pretty, uh, they kind of spread out over Europe. Yeah, so Alcon's Audio is a Dutch company, right? Yes, It's sir. a loudspeaker company. Yeah. And uh, this June, I guess, will be the, 10-year anniversary of the inception of the U.S. office, and we're coming up on our 20-year overall. Right. So, you know, relatively new kids on the block compared to the, the, the brands that we compete with, you know, the, the Myers and L Acoustics and such. We're kind sure. of in that high-end segment. Um, we have some really unique things that set us apart. And for me, you know, I was at the time, I was working for Rankus Hines yeah. and uh, had kind of hit a ceiling as to where I thought I was going to work with those folks and I love the people there, but I just wanted a, a new challenge, you know? Sure. And I was thinking about starting a distribution company to bring in these brands from Europe that really had potential, but just needed someone with experience in distribution in this, in this market. Um, and I heard about Alcons through a number of people. Mark Herman mm -hmm. is one I mentioned yeah, to you. We were talking about him a minute uh, ago. Another uh, sweetheart of a guy that I really miss. I'm sure Mark Herman is well known throughout the, the viewership, but uh, 
Mark had said really good things about it. A few other people said really good things about it. I had a quick phone call with Tom Back, the managing director. We really were on kind of the same page about what they wanted to achieve. And um, so it really came together very nicely. Um, and I got to say, you know, 10 years has flown by. Um, there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, we've gone through as a company to grow, and the company continues to grow. Yeah. And we really did a good job, I think, of establishing a base of business. Like, because when COVID hit, you know, we were in a good position to survive it because we were so diverse. We do cinema systems. We do yeah. post-production studio facilities, dub stages. We do performing arts centers, theaters, you know, live music, dance club, all of this different stuff. And we had really made uh, the inroads that were necessary to kind of have that recurring business in that high end, which is so competitive. You That's know? right. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful group of folks to work for. The technology stands on its own. I think, you know, last year, right before COVID hit, we did uh, the NAM show and we launched a new big touring box right after the NAM show. And we had Robert Scoville yeah. came out and uh, we had his, I brought his whole rig out, his whole Avid setup. Uh, Brad and Greg came out. We had a ton of big engineers, you know, David yeah. Morgan, a lot of people that I really respect. Uh, Gary Stokes, who I've worked with on tour as well, who's done Katie Lang and worked with <coughs> Queen and a bunch of bands. Yeah, really. And um, the impression that those guys were left with was just incredible. They were blown away. You know, we had people actually asking, okay, which vendors are going to be carrying this because I've got a tour and we've got things going on. So Wonderful. we had some real great momentum and the product, it does, it stands on its own. So if you haven't heard it, get out and hear it. Yeah. Contact me, blah, blah, blah. There's the shameless plug. I can, I can testify but, to it. He's not, uh, he's not joking around. It's super and, high fidelity and high output, high dynamic stuff. Yeah. And bulletproof. Really, yeah, really, bulletproof. And that's really the different thing, right? System. Solid. Ribbon drivers are not typically seen as bulletproof. Yeah, that's but right. we haven't blown a single HF driver in the U.S. in 10 years. You no know, shit. No, it doesn't That's happen. That's a pretty outstanding yeah. record, brother. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's yeah. really incredible stuff. But Yeah, uh, and I know you guys are big on the ribbon technology. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. talk to us about there's that. There's my, my prop for the day. You got a prop. You brought a prop. So there's brought my a prop. Yeah, beauty. Pro ribbon driver RBN will travel. 401. Yeah. Right? yeah, that's it. You can see it, right? RBN 401. Yes, this sir. is kind of the, uh, Tell us what's the, the classic. What? This is the four-inch ribbon. Yeah. And that's in a lot of our smaller line arrays, a lot of our point source stuff. Um, but it basically, you know, would be similar to a one, one and a quarter inch exit compression driver, you know, okay. from a power standpoint. So right. um, 50 watt RMS versus a 50 watt RMS compression driver. This has peak power handling of 750 watts. So a one to 15 ratio instead of a one to two ratio. So Damn. compression drivers, you got a 50 watt RMS, you generally have a 100 watt peak. Gotcha. These things, they'll just generate those peaks and yeah, they do it without the distortion, super clean. It's hi-fi, yeah. but it's, you know, high output for concert world. We even had uh, Pooch mixed on a, a system a couple years ago with Iron Maiden. <laughs> so they've Excuse been road tested. They've been pushed to yeah, the, the girls with Kiss and Iron Maiden. We'll definitely do it. <laughs> and Greg Price, it. oh, that was fun. At the big demos, he broke out the Ramstein and uh, pushed the rig up to 11, and everybody just kind of went, whoa. What, what did you expect? Is it Greg right, Price? Right, of course. He's, he's coming That's at you with, there, his, with his Black Sabbath vibe and you know the, yeah. his way of doing it. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. Yeah. And I've known Greg for a bunch of years, too. Yeah. So it's, it was uh, really fun to have him and Brad there. 
I'm so thankful that those guys Bradley came Maddox, out. Bradley Maddox, we talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, Brad Maddox. Brad Maddox, Rush, yeah. and uh, many others, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Just a badass. Well, you know, that's me, the Canadian, following around the Rush engineer. Well, right? I noticed you, had, you even pronounced Neil's last name properly. Yeah, of course, man. Pure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, you know, in America, we just, you know, <laughs> we struggle. Yeah, yeah, you just bastardize it. It's all right. What? He got over it. So I, I know Alcons keeps you very busy. When we were working, we were sharing space together. You yeah. were, you were like, you were spread the fuck out. You were yeah. all over the place. How was, what was that about? What did, well, you know, we run pretty lean and mean in North America. Yeah. Um, typical setup where I've got independent reps in different territories and they have set up dealers. So I would go out and train the reps, train the dealers, get involved in certain local productions as far as things that are showcases where we can do some press and show off, you know, the, the Katie Lang tours with uh, Gary Stokes. We did some great press on that and I did some bus time with him on that. Sure, that was great. And, you know, Katie's Canadian, and what a voice. Oh, my God, what a, what an artist to showcase a PA like that, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, they keep me incredibly busy. Right now, it's a little bit different. You know, you have to adapt. Sure. You know, I'm not traveling. I did one trip last week, which is probably the first trip in eight months. Um, went up to Colorado to commission a couple of systems and uh, see some clients and just kind of break myself in gently. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's a busy thing, you know. I do a lot of that road support and travel, um, but we're growing to the point where, you know, we have to start planning a whole bunch more additions. And we're being cautious right now, of course. Uh-huh. You know, we're all looking at the summer and how things slowly roll out to get these other markets that we've started really gaining traction in back online. But, uh, you know, it's an enjoyable field. So, you know, travel isn't so bad, even though live in heaven already but yeah yeah, yeah. i know you, you where you live you know <laughs> he lives in uh, santa cruz mountain it's uh, absolutely santa cruz mountain amongst is, yeah amongst the redwoods right just fantastic it is a rare landscape is miss ortiz still with us she is yeah she's the u.s operations manager yeah, yeah. she's a badass ortiz pino yeah yeah yeah, she's, yeah she's out there doing that thing she's in indiana but uh she takes good care of all the operational stuff does a lot of the marketing stuff kind of our our office pit bull, too. She keeps us all in line. Well, Dutch she's Andy. the real deal. <laughs> yeah, I can't say enough about her. I enjoy her a great deal, and I'm, I'm glad to hear she's hopefully doing well and yep. keeping keeping the reins on things. You know, you guys are a bunch of hooligans. So yeah, that's, absolutely. That's, <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if some young lad, some young whippersnapper was going to come up to you and say, you know, I like what you do. I want to get into business. What would your advice be to get into this game? Uh, you know, that's a good question. Um... I do presentations for, for collegiate level students a lot, with yeah. the, not so much in the last year, but USITT is the Theater Technology Institute, uh-huh. and every year they do a show, and it's 90% students, and they're all in there learning from guys like Buford. Buford has been forever doing seminars through Meyer at those things. Right. And, you know, I tell them there's a lot of opportunities, you know. It really comes down to what do you want to do, what's the lifestyle that you want. you got to work hard. You got to learn from the people around you, you know, and uh, put in the time and the effort and you'll get there. But there's so many different opportunities. Like for me on the manufacturing side, you know, it's getting in at the ground floor and making an impression on the people around you, working hard and earning the opportunity to, to get that next job up the ladder. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to, hard like, work, yeah. Got to be willing to put in the hours. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You understand you'll probably be the first ones in, last ones out. Yeah, and it never stop learning, right? Can't. Yeah. Not in this business. No way. It isn't an option. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, sometimes that's a, that's a tricky one to impress upon yeah. folks. Uh, what's the future for Alcon's Audio and Dave Ron? 
Well, we're, you know, plugging away at it. It's, um, like I said, business has been actually pretty solid for us. So we're fortunate. Uh, we're doing a lot of planning right now on different vertical market segments that we're already kind of in. But how do we expand upon those things? So, um, you know, this is it for me. I'm, I'm going to take this one to the, to the pearly gates. Alcon's it's a great company to work for. It's a great product that I can stand behind. Um, and it's different, you know, the way that they operate. The Dutch... You know, I worked for the big corporations, the Harmons, and then I worked for the Renkis, which is a family-owned company. And, you know, every company has its strengths and its, its weaknesses. Uh, with the Dutch, they're very practical. Uh, they're hardworking. They're dedicated to the craft. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're not in it for the buck. Yeah. You know, that was one of the first things I wanted to know was, look, are you guys going to sell this company after we do all these amazing things? And that's not, that wasn't really the agenda. You know, it was more about um, carving out their place in, in the market and uh, establishing themselves as kind of leaders, you know. And that's kind of how we're, we're doing it. We're getting there. Every uh, opportunity people get to hear these systems, they're blown away. And, um, you know, so it makes my job easy. Well, why, why would I even consider doing something different? You know? No, I, I totally get that. I, I love working for Sound Image. I think the way the Sound Image gets yeah, it done. Class. It, you know what I mean? And so I can't imagine being anything else or doing anything else, and I hope I never have to. Right. And uh, so it, that's great to hear. It's a very fortunate, lucky position. And they're lucky to have you, Dave. I mean, you're, you're a badass in the game, and, and, and it's been a really a, a treat to see you again. It's been yeah, too long, absolutely, brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. You, know, you look great. And congratulations on the marriage again. Thank you we so much. We appreciate you very much for coming out, driving out from the mountains to, to kick it with us. Yeah, I know yeah. Bernie was very excited to see <laughs> yeah. you. Bernie I got Broderick. a tour of the rig, the old rig, the old Alcon's rig. What, what state is it in? Last time it's I saw you, had been torn man. a shitload of stuff Oh, out it's it. looking good. Yeah. He's, you know, Bernie he is the thing. master. You know, give him a, a torch, a welding system, and yeah. Set him loose. Some, some tools, and he, you're, you're in good shape, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, he, he can't. We were talking about just yesterday. He that, that we're talking about this show hauler that you sold, right? Him. And what it's kind of like a Mercedes engine over. Yeah, uh, it's is a it big an international or a Peterbilt or something. It's a Mercedes. Yeah, it's a, a um, it's a Columbia Freightliner. Yeah, you know, and it's the big Mercedes 450 horse, something like that. And it was custom built to pull a big trailer with multiple cars in it. So yeah. that's what Alcon's Audio USA bought in the early days. And we dragged a trailer around with PA systems and did demos that way. Yeah. You know, we figured, you know, it's a big country. There's a lot of space to cover. And shipping stuff, shipping big PAs around oh and then flying God. to meet them and then staying in hotels. Really expensive. It almost makes Bernie's house even better. For yeah, a, yeah, for yeah. For a speaker god like Bernie to live in an old speaker gift yeah. card, like, that's pretty badass. <laughs> uh, no, no, I mean, this thing is special. You know, there's there's <laughs> vehicles and then there's vehicles. That yeah. thing is it's, it's next. Beast. It's a next Beautiful. level. Big old yeah, Allison transmi transmission oh. in it and that, that insane giant Mercedes engine. Yeah. It's, and then, of course, like, you said Bernie gets his hands on it. Oh, you're going to turn it into something entirely yeah, I different. Know, right? So I think he's gutting it out. And, There's you know, a whole episode in that, I think, alone. Well, you know, Bur we're chop, lucky. Chop. Burns right in the house. So, you know, it's, it's like we get very lucky. We got Brad Maddox in the house, and, yeah. you know, and you're right down the road. And we got, we're very, very, very lucky yeah, to be associated place. with these folks. And, and Bernie's an amazing cat. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in. Absolutely, it's man. It's been fun. Really, man, don't don't be a stranger. And, and Great seeing you, too. work something out. Maybe I can get my own satellite or something so I can call you directly. And <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely, brother. So many problems absolutely, getting through. Absolutely, man. It was a treat to see you, brother. Awesome, Thanks for buddy. coming here, man. Dude, super fun.
I love this guy. <laughs> right? All right. That was so, a great show, man. What the hell? And and sorry about the, the mic mix-up. I put it on myself. That's always a bad idea. Never good. Never, never good. So don't let me do that again, please. Right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> that numbskull. All right, Marty. Is that Marty Kell? Marty Kell checked in and Michael called. Great to see you, brother. Oh, uh, uh, Marty's saying hi to you, Dave. All right, all right. And, and of course, Jason from the infirmities. All of our good friends, Clint Winsley. Thank you guys so much. It's been a great night. I'm a spaz. I've been a, you know, a little pumped up today. Uh, it was lovely to see you. Next week, now hold on tight for this, guys. Really, big announcement. Next week, Jim Yakubowski. That's why I said Jim Yakubowski. You know who Yakubowski is? We call him the Yak. That's Van Halen's guy, Journey's guy. This guy's a fucking living legend. He's an author. You're going to make our audience spit their Mountain Dew out, Vince. Uh, Calm dude, down. It's Jack Kabowski, man. He's a bad <laughs> I'm really excited to get Jim in here. It's like, wow. It's really exciting. We all have you know, people we look up to. You know, man, you've you picked them. The, last, the next month or two, you got some I kind of got a lineup going on that's... Kind of impressive. And, you know, I'm competing with some big dogs out there between Chris Leonard and his show with, you know, Signal to Noise and, and Pooch and Ribold and, and Pooch and Tater. You know, these are friends, and I want them to do well, but, I, you Those know, I, also it's a little bit of a competition, and I want to get them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to do that. So please check in with us next week, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Thursday. We're going to have the, the great Jim Yakubowski on. He's going to be friggin' amazing, all kinds of great stories. He, he's written a book. He teaches classes over there. There's many things that you're going to learn and you want to see. I want to thank my friends for being in the audience today, the great Polly Montero of SIR. Us, and Winston Dama, my dear, dear friend, Bernie Broderick. I couldn't do it without Michael Brown and the great Kyle Thomas. I appreciate all of you guys. I love you, my darling wife. I hope you guys have a great week. Keep your heads about you. Be kind to each other. Be good to yourselves. We'll see you next week. Good night.